All You Need to Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 3rd of January. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of your day. Let's first take you through the latest in global markets. U.S. stocks got off to a weak start to 2024. The Dow ended flat, but the S&P 500 dropped over half a percent and the tech-heavy Nasdaq declined 1.6%, which is the largest fall since October. A large part of that fall can be attributed to the decline in shares of market heavyweight Apple. Barclays analysts led by Tim Long cut their rating on Apple to underweight and the price target to $160 from $161, implying a 17% decline over the next year. Their rationale is that Apple is contending with weaker demand for its best-selling product, the iPhone. In the Asia-Pacific region this morning, the Japanese markets are still shut, but the other two early rises have started quite sharply in the red. The risk of trade is also visible in the dollar index, which has seen its strongest advance since mid-October. Meanwhile, crude prices are showing signs of softness despite factors that should ordinarily have led to a rise. One of the factors that is believed to be playing a part is the miss for December's S&P Global U.S. manufacturing PMI. The reading on that gauge declined to the lowest since June, reversing an expansionary trend. Overnight, it came to light that a senior Hamas leader in Beirut had been killed. Both Hamas and Lebanon are blaming Israel, with the Lebanese leader saying that the attack was meant to drag Lebanon into a new phase of confrontation. That's a sign that geopolitical tensions are here to stay, at least in the near term, but even that did not push prices higher. As of this morning, Brent crude was trading very close to the $76 per barrel mark. Now back home, the countrywide truckers' protest has been called off as the government assured that it would consult stakeholders before implementing the contentious law against hit and run. After long talks with the government, the All India Motor Transport Congress called off the agitation. The protest was over a section of the proposed new penal code, which had provisions for strict penalties in hit-and-run cases. The protests were called off after Union Home Secretary Ajay Bhalla said that discussions would be held with the All India Motor Transport Congress before a decision is made on the inclusion of the provisions on the hit-and-run cases. The cessation of the truckers' strike will be seen as positive by administrations across the country because people had rushed to petrol pumps uh, in anticipation of a shortage of fuel if the trucker strike were to continue. A key event to watch today will be the Supreme Court's pronouncement of judgment in the Adani Group Hindenburg research case. And among the key issues the court will be ruling on are the investigation by the SEBI into the short selling in Adani stocks and some regulations governing ultimate beneficial ownership. Now, in corporate news that you should watch out for, DMART founder Radhakishnan Damani has bought an additional 1.4% stake in cigarette maker VST Industries through open market deals on Tuesday. And Avenue Supermarts has estimated a 17.2% increase in revenue in the third quarter of the current financial year. The trajectory of growth for the company has remained largely flat in the recent past amid commentary of a persistent slowdown in the discretionary category. In the bond market, the reserve 
Reserve Bank of India is expected to launch a new benchmark 10-year bond on the 8th of January, according to experts who track the debt market. The yield on the new bond is expected to range between 7.15 to 7.2%, and that's not too far from the yield that is currently prevailing in the secondary market. In more international news, in Japan, the death toll rose to almost 60, two days after a powerful earthquake off the northwest coast. Most of the 57 fatalities have been confirmed in Wajima and Suzu on the Noto Peninsula, according to public broadcaster NHK. A fire destroyed about 200 homes and shops in the center of Wajima, according to Kyodo News, wiping out a fish market that was also a popular tourist attraction. And with that, it's over to Neeraj for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. How are we looking today? Morning, Alex. And it does seem like uh, that the world is doing what India has done already in trade yesterday. That is a bit of an overhang of what the world markets are doing, as you have noted. But I think that this is more of a consolidation or a corrective move, which is underway after a one-way rally that we've seen in our markets in the last few days. So I don't think people should be worried about this. Uh, The Nifty PCR, as we speak, is already below one. So this is not an overstretched market from a technical perspective, which is looking like coming off in a large way. But I might stand corrected because of two factors. One, I think many people and technical experts have said that January could be the month where we could see a larger dip. So could this extend itself? Because remember, valuations are never in our favor. And sure, it could. US markets too, valuations are not in their favor. So sure, the US markets led downtick if indeed their result season is weak could well impact our markets so that is part one and part two our markets as well i mean the it results may not necessarily be great but the bank nifty is a bit of a worry from a near-term perspective alex because uh, the downtick that i saw yesterday was led by all the constituents except hdfc bank you know the first day of the year on the first of jan hdfc bank led the bank nifty down but yesterday that was flat but the other constituents have come off now remember bank nifty has continued the lower high and lower low formation uh, and is down for the third consecutive session. So the biggest weightage on the market is looking slightly wobbly. So that's to be kept in mind. One space which bucked the trend was pharma. It's the stocks saw some very strong open interest build up despite skittish markets. And that shows the constructive mood in the market around the pharmaceutical names. Would be interesting to see the results as well because Q1 and Q2 were such washout for some companies that a little bit of an improvement upon that in quarter three could help the stocks. However, uh, what's to be watched out for today? I think the biggest is the Adani Group stocks. The Supreme Court is going to pronounce the Adani Hindenburg verdict today, say 10.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. So clearly those stocks remain in focus. Nothing that we know right now. So let's not try and prejudge what the impact would be. But either direction, the stocks could move. So watch out for them. Uh, what will react at 9.15? Well, DMART had a soft quarter three update. The standalone revenue was up 17%, but it was the four below the four-year CAGR of 21%. The revenue growth of 7.6% quarter-on-quarter was led by the festive season, but it left a bit to be desired. Even on the total store count, the companies added 17 stores in FY24 thus far. The target is 40. Can it do 23 stores to reach the target of 40 in in Q4? Seems highly unlikely, doesn't it? So um, a bit of a soft update. Maybe the stock reacts a bit. But uh, speaking of DMAD and Radhakishan Damani, uh, VST Industries will be active because... Uh, Radha Kishan Damani's name is featured, has come in the list of the buyers yesterday. 
the stock was out 20%. SBI mutual fund is the other buyer. So the sellers are DSP and HDFC mutual fund. So even the sellers are notable names, but because it's Radha Kishan Damani's name, likely that BST could have a stronger reaction today as well. Uh, so let's wait and watch. Strides Pharma Science is the other one which may react because Amansa has picked up over 18 lakh shares worth nearly 120 crores. And Akash Prakash's name is a sizable name too. So let's wait and watch what happens to Strides. In another case, PDS could be in focus because Malabar India Fund has bought about 10 lakh shares at 505 rupees a piece. So watch out for this one too. Um, the other stock in focus is Sham Metallics. Uh, they have launched a QIP. The base issue size is 1,152 crores. Um, the to, uh, uh, the indicative prices are a discount of 10.4% to the closing price and 3.6% to the SEBI floor price. More importantly, uh, this is a total dilution with the green shoe option at about 9.4%. And that would take care of the high promoter holding. Remember, the overhang on Sham has been that uh, the promoter holding is 81%. And at some point of time, that stake would come into the market. So which is that the stock has not been able to break out per se. But now with this, that overhang goes out of the way and now it will be back to pure fundamentals. Would the market like it? Maybe metal stocks are in a bit of a frenzy and this one is not expensive. So if the QIP is done smoothly, then it could well have an interesting move, the sham metallics. Uh, some updates, Moil, the December update, uh, production volume of 1.85 lakh MT, which was up about 31% YOY. And April to December has also looked strong, 40% by and large. So it's had a consistent year. Who knows, may react. Bank of Maharashtra, not bad. The deposits increase 18%, gross advances 20%, 18.92% growth in total business. So seems okay for a small bank. Let's see if this reacts. And Rama Steel Tubes too, the Q3 update, the sales volume was up 31% quarter on quarter. Who knows, this stock might react as well. So watch out for some of these in the session today. But with this very long update on what could happen to individual stocks and markets, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.